Blog Talk Radio. Know that someone's loving you 
no matter how you say it, it only matters what you do. Each day, please take the time to tell someone that I love you.
It's awesome, baby. Welcome, 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 welcome back. You are now rocking with the best, and this is Coach Kair, and this is Symptometry Night. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us every fourth Tuesday of the month, or every last Tuesday of the month. I'm not even sure which one it is, but we thank you so much for tuning in to Zoom In so we can add some champagne to your campaign tonight. Each and every last Tuesday of the month at 8 o'clock. Yes, you can only get it here at Original Native Radio. In case you missed the other 43 episodes that we did in 2012, please go on over to www.symptometrybooks.com and enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. That's really the only word. Well, I could say explore and enjoy, or I could say let your mind be blown away and enjoy, or I could say release all the stereotypes and myths and enjoy because that is what symptometry and root cause therapeutics is about. We are blowing the lid off of the myths and the downside of nutrition. Wow, my anniversary is here. This has been uh, one year since uh, myself have switched over to a symptometry lifestyle-based living, not just a symptometry-based diet, but just a symptometry-based lifestyle, and just living more scientifically. I've always been a scientist. I'm a Virgo rising in my uh, tropical uh, uh, natal chart, so I'm always analyzing and trying to break things down and find out the why and the hows of things. But since this over this past year of just really embracing symptometry and root cause therapeutics, my eyes have been opened to an even greater degree, and I would not turn back forever. What I really would like to suggest to everybody is stick and stay was my formula. Stick and stay and no whining and complaining. They never, you could never find me whining and complaining. If, I, if, if it hurt a little bit, <laughs> I never whine and complain because it was always the answer. If it was a little pain, I wasn't losing, I was learning, and I was able to have mentors who I could go to and talk to who gave me information about why things happened in my own personal life. As Dr. Nardi said, between me and myself, and I and I definitely grew um, on a deeper spiritual level as well as on a physical and DNA level in knowing who I really am and my purpose down here on planet Earth. Um, I, I'm just so happy to be here tonight. Whew, my goodness, my goodness. I want to welcome everybody who's already on the call tonight. I have surprises again. Once again, I just don't, sometimes I just, they just, I surprise myself, but tonight is going to be more good surprises. Thank you all the live listeners who are listening tonight, and really I thank those who download each and every week, and thank all of the people. I don't know where you came from last week that came from, I mean, from last month's show, well over three thousand downloads. Give yourself a round of applause. It's awesome, baby. And the hits just keep on coming. I mean, I had to go back and look at my archives and last week's show is my all time number one in one month. In one month, one show skyrocketed past 
all previous shows that I have done in three years now on Blog Talk Radio. And I could not have done that without the listeners, the staff at the American School of Symptometry, the staff as well as the founder of the of Symptometry, and all of the energy that we collectively put towards healing and stepping up our game in optimal health and wellness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. i got to give you all another round of applause. Where's my round of applauses? Uh-oh. I'll just do this one then. Because this is a dream come true. That's the truth. All right, so now, and, and if you, by somehow, you've just been outside the planet's atmosphere for the last month and you have not listened to the last month's show about the dangers of citric acid and put those oranges down, whew, please go back and catch that as soon as possible. For those of you listening on the download, I promise you, I've done my best not to let you down. Tonight is going to be fabulous, fabulous, fabulous again. This tonight's topic is the dangers of whole grain, wheat bread, and brown rice. And I got a special, special guest, sometimes coming into the building tonight that's really going to um, bless us with her presence. Uh, I asked her, I've been wanting her to get on the show for almost a year now, and finally I mustered up enough courage and, and uh, we worked out the deal, and I'm going to just be cutting her grass for the next six months and washing the car, and she finally agreed to come on. So, But before I do that, you all know I cannot do this by myself. i got to please, please, please ask each one of you to get on your feet, get a nice round of applause together for my friend and yours, American School of Symptometry Director, my personal friend, my personal mentor, uh, uh, man, just been into this natural sciences and optimal wellness for well over 15 years. He's a great son. He's a great husband. Y'all, please put y'all hands together for Mr. Charlie Abbott. Dr. Abbott, your microphone is wide open. Welcome to the show tonight. How you feeling? Oh, thank you, Coach. I'm feeling fine and feel great. And it is really, really a great night tonight just knowing what what is in, in, in line for us and the things that we will be able to talk about and discuss. And I just find it like this is it feels like the meteor is, is flying across D C once again, you know, just knowing the type of special things that we will have going on here tonight. And, uh, you know, really, I'm, I'm just happy to announce that Symptometry will be coming back to Greensboro and beginning of May, on May 4th. And we're talking about science. Symptometry is going to have its symposium at the Gateway University Joint School of Nano science and tech and engineering at uh, North Carolina A&T and UNCG uh, Joint University where they've actually come together and and built this uh, great school for nanoscience. And it's located on at 2907 East Lee Street. So this is down the eastern end of Lee Street near the actual um, I-85 um, 
an I-40 corridor. And we're looking to have an outstanding crowd that day. And Dr. Nardi will be in the house, as well as other people from headquarters in Centometry. We'll have our two local, uh, Dr. Wanick and myself, a symptometrist there, and the host, a host of other people from different chapters in symptometry as well. So we're looking forward to having a, a special event that day and actually teaching and actually learning more about symptometry. And the, the facility is an outstanding facility, and they're doing great works there. And, and, and symptometry now is actually going to have its symposium there so that we can also enlighten this, the scientists on things that we're, we're, what we're doing here. So I'm really looking forward to it, and I look forward to our conversation tonight as well. Mm, 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 mm. There you go talking about bringing the scientists in. Here we go. You, you, you have decided, you and the staff have decided y'all going to take it Right to their face. That's what we call that. You know, anytime you have a fear of something, we say the best thing to do is face it. And we've said that a lot, a long time that in the downside of nutrition that a lot of um, scientists have not been fully addressing the, the facts of nutrition. And here you go, and, 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 and the staff and, and the creative staff, I want to make sure I put that adjective in there, are saying we're going to take it right to the engineers and right over to right over to the nanotechnology division of the universities. I think that's a first in history. Uh, absolutely. And, you know, thanks to our local chapter here in Greensboro, we're, we're bringing it together, and we're looking, for, we're looking forward to actually having a, a good time there. And I think it will be a place where we'll probably congregate at some point after that. So this is a good opportunity for those people who have not been up close to symptometry to actually see us in a a a manner in which in which we are at a a, a facility that's offering the the ability to where well, they have the chromatography machines and things of that that nature and these high power telescopes and um and this right here will give us the opportunity to also to show what symptometry has to offer in the field of therapeutics as well. Mm, well, I need as many people to be there on May the 4th and really get the information, I mean, and get it good, too. I I don't want y'all to... Uh, <laughs> I don't want y'all to... Just, just, just get it partially. I want you to get every drop of it that you can. Just be amazing in it all the way around, and really enjoy yourselves. Um, before I bring on my guest, I do have to share a special discovery that I made today that I think is total in alignment. And this is kind of like an alley oop. You know, the, 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 the March Madness is going on. And I got right. my special get I got my special guest coming in, so I'm gonna warm the court up a little bit with the alley oop. Today I was um catching the martyr train down here in Atlanta and I'm always looking for uh venues to where we're gonna start and have our Atlanta symptometry book club to meet. 
So last week I went down to the Central Library and uh, decided that's going to be the location where we're going to start having the Atlanta Book Club meetings at and uh, try to spring springboard the local Atlanta chapter of some geometry from there. I'm in the process of setting up a meetup, and maybe even by the end of the show, I will have an Atlanta Symptometry meetup uh, page set up. But I picked up Creative Loafing, which everybody reads. And on page 23, can you guess what the article was? You are. Was it, was it, go ahead. Go ahead. No, uh, what do you think it was? I, I want to hear your guess. I, I was going to say, is it is something in, in regards to our subject tonight? It's really somebody has leaked symptometry to them. The name of it is You Are What You Eat. Culinary medicine and nutrition education are beginning to transform healthcare in Atlanta and beyond. <laughs> okay. Now, what I did was took my red pen and went through and grabbed some of the new allies that we're going to grab out of this article. And uh, I'm looking forward to talking to... Uh, some of the strategists at headquarters tonight or maybe tomorrow, Bill and Harold and, and everybody on board, um, to get in contact with some of these people that they've identified. Dr. Preston Maring, um, who did a talk for Georgia Organics at a recent Farm Rx conference. He, he He's an OBGYN at Kaiser Permanente Medical Center in Oakland, California, where he's worked for 41 years and he's saying he's becoming an increasingly visible advocate for food as preventive medicine. Uh, who else I got here? New York Times food columnist Mark Bittman has spent more than the last two decades urging Americans to change their diets. Nothing affects public health in the United States more than food, he wrote in a recent column. Heart disease, cancer, stroke, and diabetes kill more than a million people a year. Nearly half of all deaths in diet is a root cause. Look at the word they use. And diet is a root cause of many of these diseases. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> who is this? Uh, Alice Rose is the executive director of Georgia Organics, calls this, quote, unquote, the inconvenient truth of the good food movement. We're basically asking you to get in the kitchen, and it's not as convenient as buying fast food or prepared food, she says. Um then I had, I mean, there's just so many people, but the part I wanted to share before I brought Dr. Um, Dr. Weinick in is, to, it said, today, David Athaway, a third-year medical student at the Medical College of Georgia, says the only nutritional training he's getting is tied to other courses like biochemistry. Quote, unquote, I'm a little disappointed when I found out that there was there weren't going to be class a class for, for nutrition because it seems like that would be useful everyday knowledge, he says. The food and prevention piece is in many ways a blip in the history of medicine, but it's a big blip for us now. The disease state has shifted to more lifestyle-related diseases than any other time in medical history, says Dr. Timothy Harlan, Farm Rx presenter and executive director at the Tulane University Center for Culinary Medicine. Do you hear that? Tulane yes. University has a center for culinary medicine. I want everybody on the call today to start looking for that phone number. I need everyone to go find that phone number to Tulane's Culinary Medicine and come to symptometrybooks.com and please put it in the comment section with your name and your email address because I want to do something special for everybody who finds that phone number for me. 
Find that number. Those people I called out, help me track them down. I'll talk to them. I'm going to make the connection, but I need help finding that contact information. Please find that information. Go to some commentary books. Scroll down, and there's a comment section. Let me have that number, and I will greatly appreciate it because we have now, now, like Dr. Nardi said, by staying on course, the gases planets have opened up and created a venue for us to now get with some other people who are looking for some timetry who didn't know that they were looking for some timetry. What do you think about that, Dr. Abbott? I think it's a great idea, Coach. And, you know, symptometry is standing in front. And I, even though they are have a school of culinary medicine, it's definitely a, a, a good thing for us to be able to know that other people out there that are interested in learning. And we in symptometry, we have things to learn as well. As Dr. Naughty, he always says, he, he always says there's 10,000 projects. We have we have enough projects for the next 10,000 years. So mm. the more, the merrier. So, yeah, I, I will hope that, I hope that phone number will show up on your, up on your page and that will be a, a good project for someone to get started with. I'm, I'm, I'm really yes. uh, encouraged by that. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, my, my, myself, I'm, I know she's over there listening, and she's getting, and she is rip roaring and ready to go. I got to make sure I do this. Uh, Dr. Weinig and myself, we met even before. I think both of us realized that symptometry was on the planet, and then now we've uh, reacquainted ourselves. So I want some of you all to get ready to welcome my very esteemed guest, her first time on Original Native Radio. She's got a BS in chemistry at Creighton University, an MD at Creighton University, general surgery at Henry Ford Hospital, pediatric liver transplantation, University of Texas, Southwest Dallas, pediatric surgery research fellowship in Denver, private practice pediatric surgery, and private practice of functional medicine at the Wynett Medical Center in Greensboro, North Carolina, with over 30 years of experience in the practice of medicine and surgery in adults and children, please, it is my plum pleasing pleasure, because I'm from the country, to ask each and, one, each and every one of you to put your hands together for Dr. Elizabeth Wynick. Dr. Wynick, welcome to Original Native Radio and Symptometry Hour. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How are you doing tonight? Good, good. I wasn't quite expecting that introduction. I don't know that I can, I, I hope I can live up to that. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you I've been listening to uh, the, uh, the presentations now for the last almost year whether I could listen to them live or listen to them uh, in archives. And every presentation has, you know, added to uh, my knowledge base. It's just, it's just a great, great way for people to, to get introduced to symptometry and start thinking in another way about how their bodies work and how they can actually participate in having a, a better, healthier life. So I'm, I'm glad to be participating tonight. And yes, I'm open. <laughs> just to give you a little bit of background on myself, as, as you said, I'm a, I'm a chemistry major, and about 15 years ago now, uh, I was learning more specifically about nutrition 
in my own life and back to the, the, the uh, medical student that was bemoaning the fact that there is no um, education in even basic nutrition um, in medical schools, much less a, a focus on the basic science of, of chemistry and physics, which Dr. Nardi um, uh, places a great emphasis on. Um, when I learned about symptometry about um, a year ago now, um, I had been talking to patients about cellular function, repairing cell membranes, and helping the cells work better. Um, and every time I would have a conversation with one of my colleagues in allopathic medicine, their eyes would kind of glaze over and they didn't understand what I was talking about. So when I heard that there was somebody discussing cell, cellular health, I was very intrigued and uh, went to the first symposium in Greensboro last um, April and um, became a student in the American College of Symptometry and then um, ultimately uh, within several months uh, became a symptometrist uh, uh, applying it in uh, my practice and it's just been really exciting to to learn all about the subject and dive deeper and learn even more because it is, it's basic science and people are looking for answers and the answers are in the science and that's what's exciting that we don't have to mm. we don't have to wonder anymore about things mm. that's so interesting because one of my specialties is relationships and I just started a group on Facebook about uh, called What Men Are Thinking, and the premise of the group is for women who want clarity. And now you come up and say people don't want to wonder anymore about medical issues and health issues and optimal wellness. Every People want clarity. Those people who want clarity are seeking it and they're finding it, and those people who haven't started seeking clarity, they're still popping pills or they're still relying, you know, on what I call the dinosaur techniques to uh, – to fix their to uh, fix their issues, so I am um, also yeah. as, as as happy and, and enthusiastic as as you are um, to get some of these answers. I want to get right into the subject because I told you last month uh, I wanted you to come on and uh, share share some with us tonight about. And I'm always I'm the catalyst. They say I'm edgy. A, a friend of mine said I was edgy today, Doctor Weiner. Can I say me edgy? And uh, I labeled these shows, you know, to get people's attention. And tonight right. the topic is the dangers of whole grain, wheat bread, and brown rice. Now I'm going to let you start in whatever form of the pool that you want to jump into. If you want to dive off the high board into the deep end or if you want to wade people in, please, at your leisure, introduce the topic and, and, and let us know some of your thoughts and your research um, since you've been studying symptometry and your overall personal experiences about whole grain, wheat bread, and brown rice, and also some solutions that you discovered as well. Well, I think just to start getting back to the premise that people are searching for answers, um, it seems that the whole grain trend started perhaps I don't know, probably 20 or 30 years ago, when interestingly enough, from my perspective, 
um, our lifestyle became more uh, fast food oriented, grab something quick, um, uh, you know, all sorts of activities, uh, work for eight hours, then go home and get the kids and get them to their uh, practices and their activities, you know, grab some more fast food. And, and we really left the kitchen, left cooking. And just from a fundamental perspective, um, as a physician, um, people start getting constipated because they are not accessing um, food anymore that actually nourishes the colon. And I'm sure Dr. Nardi is going to talk more about this. Um, and so from the physician's perspective, uh, when you look at uh, the basic premise of symptom relief, um, it was understood that you could advocate whole grains, um, add bulk to the bowel movements, and so people would not be constipated anymore, and voila, there's a bowel movement. But there's a difference between a bulk bowel movement, um, a large um, foul-smelling stool used to be, you know, I would have these patients come into my practice and, you know, they were happy when they really had large, bulky bowel movements. Um, but as I've come to understand, a large, bulky bowel movement does not mean that the colon is actually working. The colon works by contraction. It works by the contraction of a smooth muscle layer that is um, uh, built on a protein called elastin, and that actually contracts. Elastin contracts, and when all of the signals are correct, the bowel movement will actually be pushed out, and that is a healthy bowel movement. And most people don't know the difference um, and also don't understand um, how to create a healthy bowel movement, but applying this, uh, the principles of symptometry, um, understanding how to nourish the colon with um, uh, uh, healthy um, uh, protein, healthy fats, and specific nutrients that create elastin um, in the colon, not only the colon cells, but the entire in uh, intestinal tract, then normal movement happens. And, you know, people are amazed, like, wow, I never thought that was possible. <laughs> but then I get the feedback in my office. You know, it's not just constipation, but millions of people uh, with uh, gastroesophageal reflux disease. Um, Nexium um, is one of the, the top-selling drugs in the country. And, again, this gastroesophageal reflux is, a lack of elastin uh, in the esophagus, the upper intestinal tract that actually propels and moves, literally moves, um, the, the, the food and the digested food and the food that's being processed through as it's being uh, prepared to either uh, enter into the, the blood system or be removed in the, in the fecal stream. So having the understanding of the difference between healthy colon cells and a bulk bowel movement um, has, has allowed people, my um, uh, subjects and patients, to experience life in a different way. And so they know, you know, what a healthy bowel movement is now. 
So that's just one aspect of what I see uh, relative to um, uh, whole grains were instituted really uh, to serve a purpose, but not understanding the downside of what what is present in the whole grain. The whole grain actually contains the seed coat of the of the seed. Uh, the outer coat is a waterproofing um, uh, surface, so that literally the seed doesn't compost when it hits the soil. And the way that um, uh, that waterproofing barrier is created by the plant is to put heavy metals in the seed coat. So when a person um, is eating whole grains, they're also ingesting heavy metals, which then become um, uh, pieces of particulate, we call it, or uh, uh, metal waste that gets stuck in the body and then further paralyzes function. So um, we've been told to eat whole grains without really truly understanding the entirety of, of what they are and how they work. Do you think, uh, Dr. Weinick, I didn't mean to cut you off, but do you think that um, people, well, <laughs> And I'm not a Bible thumper, but it's just as applicable on this one. When they say people die for their lack of knowledge, would you think would would, would you say that that may start to even maybe weigh out to be more truth than not truth now as people um, who are not doing the research that maybe is available to them because they may not know and they are habitually into let me get it quick, let me not put as much energy into it, let me, you know, I'm not having as much fun in the kitchen. Do you right. think that that is um, slowly trending us towards a shorter lifespan? Well, I don't know if it's dying of lack of knowledge. I think it's just that that people are have a limited um, in amount of information available to them and don't know what they don't know. And, I mean, I see this every day in my practice that um, the Internet makes really great doctors without an understanding of really <laughs> what that means. And so, yes, people get a lot of information on the Internet, but they don't know what they don't know and then assume that it's the truth but yet are disconnected from how how they personally actually are working and what causes things to happen in their body. And, you know, and from my perspective, what people get on the Internet is another way to treat a symptom and not to get to the root cause of the problem. And that's, that's what symptometry is doing, is pointing out another way to look at things and look at getting at the root cause and restoring function, functional health of the cells, and not just trying to manipulate the function um, and not know, you know, not knowing really what you're doing. Hmm. Hmm. Those Internet doctors. That sounds like a little bit of a Dr. Wine at humor there. <laughs> I shouldn't trust, I shouldn't trust Internet doctors. Is that what you're saying? 
No, I'm saying that the Internet is making doctors, people go on the Internet, and there's all sorts of information out there. And people are making medical decisions for themselves based on what they read on the Internet, and they don't know, they don't have any way to know what is true or what isn't because there isn't the, the basic science is not being presented. We're not talking okay, about how to help the colon cells produce the last, and we're talking about this and that, this and that herb, this remedy, you know, um, liver detox, colon detoxification programs, talking about um, uh, cayenne pepper and lemon juice drinks to, um, uh, to treat reflux or to treat uh, a constipation or uh, uh, um, stomach pains or bloating. So there, but there isn't any science. There's lots of remedy type of things, but no really presentation of the science of restoring the true function at the cellular level. And that, that's what symptometry is doing. Mm. For a quick second, I would like for you to talk about the difference of the quality of information that you as a doctor and a surgeon have access to that cannot be found on the Internet. Can you please let the listeners know that because, you know, there's some things that are not made available to your average Joe who's looking on Google that Dr. Wynick or Dr. Nardi has um, um, at their fingertips. And could you maybe explain why there's such a disparity in information gap or gap in the disparity in information? Well, I think it's twofold. I think the databases, like the, 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 food, the basic food science databases, the botanical databases, um, the uh, the scientific research that's being done um, in uh, deconstructing food and, and figuring out what is act, you know, all the chemicals that are in the food are being done in basic science labs, uh, basic biochemistry labs all over the country, and these databases are not accessible on the internet. Most of them are password protected. So that it's the scientists that are actually doing the research that um, have access to the information. And just from my own experience uh, in my own education, you know, trying to bridge the, the gap between uh, the basic science and the information that I studied when I was in college, um, and now applying it clinically to uh, real-life situations, um, there's a large divide. Um, I can access uh, some information um, because uh, of uh, different medical journals and different basic scientific journals that are available to me that aren't published unless you are a member of a given society um, and uh, are able to uh, to read the journals and have access to the information. I think the other, the other thing that's happening as well is that the basic scientists themselves um, are sort of in their own little world of, 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 of separatism in a way that, you know, I'm studying this little area similar to medicine has evolved. You know, I'll study the liver and I'll know everything about the liver and 
I'll study the heart and know everything about the heart. Basic scientists are studying everything about liquid phase or gas phase or paper phase chromatography and don't have the holistic picture of how what they're studying interfaces with the totality of cellular health. So I think the information has also not been, the pieces of the puzzle have not totally been put together. And that's what Dr. Nardi is really bringing to the table. I and mean, he studied all these um, individual uh, um, uh, disciplines, cellular biology, cellular immunology, pathology, um, uh, gastroenterology, uh, neph- nephrology, uh, neurology. I mean, the list is just infinite, infinite microbiology. <laughs> And, and put them together. And so for me personally, you know, the pieces of the puzzle start falling together because it's all, it is all interconnected. It's not separate. It all works together. And then it can boil down to some fundamental principles of how do we nourish that to work together in harmony and, and thereby accomplish health and a healthy longevity. Um, it's kind of it's simple and it's complicated at the same time. Mm. So I think people have to be willing to um, say, the, the Internet doctors, to use my term again, have to be willing to say, you know, I just don't understand all this, but uh, what, what I'm hearing is making sense, and I'm willing to let's just say, suspend my disbelief and say, you know, this makes sense to me and I will be guided by someone who has the experience and the knowledge and the, you know, has put pieces of the puzzle together and, and to guide me through this and to not every step of the way say, but it says this on the Internet, you know, I'm supposed to do this for that and I'm supposed to do this for that. Um, you know, that, that hasn't worked and it doesn't work. Um, it, it it doesn't support the cell and its multitude of of functions that it's performing really every nanosecond of every day. Speaking of nanotechnology, <laughs> mm, this is a. I think you brought up two great points. One is humility, because a lot of people have went along with the proverbial "they," like their doctor. So right. who's your doctor? They are. Doctor, they are. We're going to have to make a sign or a T-shirt, or, you know, don't listen to Doctor, they are. And mm-hmm. I think that's a humility issue, but uh, Kevin Trudeau, uh, one of my mentors, says you have to be careful of who you're getting your information from. In dealing with right. the subject matter, what would be some of the questions? Let's say you weren't Dr. Weinick. Let's just say you had an issue and you said, I have a few doctors who or a few people, holistic practitioners or somebody I want to go see. What would be some of the qualifying questions as a human seeking assistance that you would ask somebody before you would allow treatment from them or even further go down the road in a healing relationship? I think the basic question to answer is, is this going to get me to the root cause of the problem? Is this, is, is what we're discussing going to, to make changes at the very foundation of how I work and how I'm put together? 
or is what we're doing just treating a symptom with really not knowing why we're doing this? And um, I think if that basic answer comes out, and then, then for me personally, working with a healthcare practitioner, then I can give the feedback, okay, um, we're on this path that we're going to um, uh, find the root cause. We're going to figure out why this is happening and change course from the very bottom up. And then I will participate and give feedback, okay, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening, and help me to interpret this. And let's continue to work forward to, to, to heal heal the cells and get them working in their perfection because they are designed to work in perfection given the proper mm. um, given the proper resources. Now, I just had a friend leave my house today and I told him about the topic tonight. And let's say you were having this conversation with him and you advised him to say, um, you know, ask about the, you know, is this going to get to the root? And he's, and then he says, but Tata Wining, I just love how that brown bread tastes. How do you re- how do you reply to people who give you the? I just love how it tastes. My taste but but what about my taste buds, Doctor Wining? And I have I to put have myself. To... Wait a minute. Wait, wait, and, I, and I even have to put myself in that situation because I asked you a question one time about uh, pineapple and mango. Both of them are on the forty five consumable foods. And I wanted to mix them together. And I, if you want to share right. the answer that you gave me with maybe what you're getting ready to say now, but I want you to answer that person first, and then you can share what you told me. Oh. Well, ultimately, um, each person has a choice to do as they will and as they wish. Um, uh, symptometry offers, offers guidance for the person who is in, interested in living a life um, a life to the fullest in a disease-free body. And if that is what a person chooses to do, then they will find a way to eliminate the health disruptors that come when they eat whole grain foods, and they will choose not to eat those foods. And if that's not their choice, if that's not where they are, then so be it. They will live their life and do their thing. I will offer guidance, but I can't, change their minds. Um, they they have the ability to choose. I'm offering another way to look at things and offering a person a choice. And then it's just, you know, it's a matter of what it is that that they desire and what their you know what their purpose is in their life. And uh, mm-hmm. relative to the uh, the pineapple and the mango question <laughs> I said Ultimately, you said you like to put the mango and the pineapple together. And I said that when you are blending um, the fruits uh, in a blender, you're basically stirring up the electrons. You're stirring up the electricity in the, um, in the food. And when you blend the fruits together, you're getting confusion between the electrons. So when you're, when you're blending... The, the pineapple juice or the mango juice, you should do it separately so that things are more um, uh, calm electrically, let's put it that way. 
So I want to keep the electrons calm. Yes, when you when you mix fruits, you're stirring up a lot of electrons because because fruits are just like um, humans and other and other living beings. Uh, uh, they're moving electrons. Uh, electrons is what um, uh, moves when electricity moves. And so when you're mixing the two fruits together, you're stirring up a bunch of electrons, which causes electrical chaos. And then if you eat those, or I should say it causes more electrical chaos, and then you eat those together, you have more electricity. Um, that's, how do I say this? But it's some people say they... Static it's more static electricity as opposed to electricity that's flowing smoothly. Ah. So what do I tell my friend? She says, oh, I just like smoothies. I said, well, what's in it? She says, everything. She says, I've got kale, spinach, oh. celery, grapes, coconut water, coconut milk, strawberries, mm. blackberries, blueberries, pineapples. She says, I've got wheat germ in there. She says, that's all I need. I just... Take that in the morning, and I just I just feel pumped up, Kair. Without the wine. That's a lot of chaotic electricity. Yeah, she feels pumped up because she's, like, totally wired from all that electricity that she's stood up with all that stuff. Not to mention, um, the, you know, the health disruptors that are in all of those, I'm assuming, raw foods that she just put in the blender. So she... Um, it's kind of back to the person who just, you know, likes the taste of the whole grain bread. Um, people make choices, and you can point out another way to look at things and, and ask her to think about, you know, not just about the nutrients that are supposedly in all those foods, but what about the health disruptors and the poisons that are also in those foods that are coming in wholesale into her body? and actually disrupting the health of her cells. She might, she might feel good for an hour after she drinks that, but what's she going to feel like in five years or 10 years or 15 years? And I have a patient in my practice right now who um, uh, was doing that for 25 years of his life and ended up confined to a wheelchair and working with him now to sort of um, erase that um, uh, damage and get his muscle cells to regrow. So, you know, all you can do is uh, interject a different way to look at things, and if people want more information, then you can continue to add more information. But if they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. Mm. Ooh, you and Dr. Nardi and Dr. Abbott. I'm not saying that y'all are cold-blooded, but this thing about we can only work with the willing is so profound. It's so profound that that's really the energy. Like, you want to help people, but those who really are going to go against sound scientific evidence, there's not much you can do. And it sounds like y'all, y'all, you all are saying, Kair, we're trying to appeal to – we have to appeal to their common sense if we want to have any – chance in helping them heal. Is that am I correct in that assumption? Yeah, it has to strike a chord that that 
deep down somewhere they know that even though they're doing all these things that are supposedly good for them, that there's something just not right. And so they're willing to have the open mind to, like, well, maybe there is something different. Maybe there is another way to look at this. You know, maybe I can try something else. And everybody, you know, comes to that place in a time that's theirs. Some people never come to that place. Um, so, yes, uh, we all sort of participate to the best that we can in any given moment, but we, we um, ultimately can't change someone else. We can just be who we are and, and participate to the, to the extent that we can participate in relationships. <laughs> I love my family. I like the side of the fence I'm on. This is just, <laughs> I'm really enthusiastic, Dr. Weinick. You have dropped it like it's hot tonight. You got my, you got your eagle on. You know I gotta give you a sound effect, right? I I didn't I didn't want you to get thrown off, but uh, yeah, it's awesome, baby. And the hits just keep on coming. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. I told you all. I told you all if you wanted to find out the best possible information tonight, you have to trust your sources. And that's really what I really get out of this programming is bringing the scientific evidence to the table. If you've got other evidence, boy, bring it to the table. We're not closed-minded here at Symptometry. Dr. Weining listens to me and my crazy stuff, and Dr. Abbott does too, and Dr. Nardi, and I say, well, can I have a Kit Kat? I want a Kit Kat every now and then, and they laugh, and then they give me the scientific evidence about what I'm really doing, and they let me make my own decisions. But um, really, uh, I really like me coming from a, uh, my own, like a, an urban scientist. I'm an urban scientist. I don't have those particular credentials as of yet, but being potential – a potential student this close to coming into the American School of Symptometry and joining this team is something really exciting to me, and I'm in the business of saving lives, so this is just terrifically fabulous to me from 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 just from just all walks and and standpoints. So I'm just really I'm just really super happy to be here. You know about everything. Um, if you like to get in contact with Dr. Weinick. She is also in Greensboro. Uh, the number is 336-545-1020, 336-545-1020. Dr. Wynick, would you like to give out your address? Do you, have a, uh, do you have a website that you'd like to give to people so they can get in contact with you? Or should they just uh, send up through a pigeon? <laughs> uh, the best way is just to reach me by phone. Um, I really don't have... Uh, uh, a website that's functional for all this information. So the best way is to just call that number, 336-545-1020, and we can go from there. Yes, 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 yes. Dr. Weining has one of the most relaxing offices and just space and landscape space um, in Greensboro just to go over and visit and just sit for a second and just be quiet and tranquil, I recommend that all of you go over and just experience that space and some of the things that she also offers to the community um, as she extends her lineage and extends her 
Uh, I call it love-based healing. She does call it functional medicine, and she is a symptometrist, but I still call it love-based medicine. And that's, you know, getting back to the root cause of it and bringing the fun back. I didn't even get to let Dr. Winant go in about how much fun she's having. Dr. Winant, you want to tell him, I'm going to bring up the naughty in after this, but people don't know about the joy. I remember we had a conversation about the joy that you're having again in the kitchen. Now, you are a scientist yeah. now, but... Please just give the give the listening audience just a brief about how you've let joy come back into cooking and discovering in in your own personal kitchen. Well, I think for me, I I, I pretty much uh, engaged in the lifestyle that I previously discussed. That you know, get busy just doing things and fast food and restaurant eating. And um, as I learn more about the science of fire and the science of cooking and the science of, of liquefying things and all that, um, there was just more of a connection that I was having personally. Like, okay, I'm going to go in the kitchen and I'm having this science experiment and I'm, I'm creating food, uh, preparing food um, that's nurturing me. So this is something that I was doing for me. And, you know, that like, wow, so uh, we, we talk a lot about nurturing being a huge component of, of healing. And so connecting with the food that uh, in a scientific way, it's just a different level uh, of that, just a different level of understanding. And actually the food ultimately tastes a lot better too. I, I prefer eating this way. And I, I, I think that's uh, part of... Uh, what we mean when we say that uh, optimal health is is bestowed on a person when um, the desires of the mind uh, line up with the needs uh, of the cells. And the cells are really happy <laughs> when they get when they get uh, nourishment that sustains them. It's just a different way um, of being. And for a person who hasn't experienced that, I guess that's part of the, you know, the nurturing as a as a symptometrist, nurturing a person to have that experience. Because once you've had that experience, then that's, that keeps you going. Once you've experienced meeting your cells needs, it's, it's a different experience. It's, it's sustainable. You don't wake up the next day and, well, how did I feel? You know, how come I felt so good yesterday? And I don't feel so good today. You know, you don't have to question anymore why why that's happening. Because when you're cooking and eating scientifically, day after day after day, sustaining the needs of the cells, yeah, you're happy. You feel good. Hoo-wee. This is why I love doing what I'm doing. I got the best, best, best to me. I got the, just the best folks. <laughs> Coming in, I, I, about to wind it. Thank you. I'm gonna just keep the ball rolling. Don't, don't go yeah. anywhere. Don't you move. <laughs> I gotta make sure everybody gives you your due. And then I roll that right into the big old drum roll. Y'all gotta get ready. Ready to put your hands together because I gotta bring in my guest feature, man of the hour, too sweet to be sour, Doctor Maxwell. <laughs> Dr. Nardi, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. How are you feeling tonight? 
Oh, fine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I was I was sitting here and enjoying the whole show, and um, I just felt relaxed. <laughs> well, you know, relaxation is the key, Doctor Nardi. I know that. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Dr. Nardi, for joining us. Just, I mean, I know you feel relaxed, but I need more than that. I told you we don't do one-word answers around here. You know, you, you, uh, Dr. Wynick, you know, one of your top students, one of the, one of your, you know, your first two official symptometrists in the world, just in a first time on the show, just came in, and I mean, just, just to me, she just displayed it marvelously and simply, and just made it so plain for everybody. Uh, would you uh, uh, you want to comment on her demonstration, or you want to add on to that? Because you know, just just what do you got to say about this whole whole grain and wheat bread and brown rice and, and and taste buds and it looks brown, so I should eat it. You know, versus I don't want that white stuff because it's bleached. What do you got to say about this stuff tonight? Well, um, Doctor Wanek put it um, very well, and she put it scientifically and. Uh, what I'm going to add is what made me to go into the lab and do what many have never dreamt of doing. And besides, you know, I don't know whether you know this, but many scientists in the lab are fun of poking, I mean, they poke fun at others, you know, and uh, uh, they used to poke fun at me. And, uh, I knew what I was looking for because people were having, I mean, there are so many people who have an enlarged heart, an enlarged liver, an enlarged spleen, an enlarged prostate. And there is this, I met, I met a young woman. She's, I, I was, she a young woman, a girl, only 16 years old with huge breasts. Let's go on. Many people have uterine prolapse, bladder prolapse, vaginal prolapse. The question is, what is causing all these enlargements, these prolapses? What is causing them? It are not done on anyone to go into the invention, the creation of Michael Zvet, the Russian gas chromatography, to find out what was causing all these problems. And I found out what was causing this problem. We were in California once with uh, Dr. Launos Poling, the Nobel, the, the, the Nobel laureate who won a prize in chemistry. In, in the mid-1950s. And he's the founder of nutritional science. Someone asked him, please, what is, the, what is the essence, what is the need for vanadium or molybdenum in the human body? He said, there is none. There is none. Because our tissues don't need them. If they happen to be there, it is because of the consumption of the foods that have vanadium and molybdenum. Then I had an idea. 
What are the foods that have vanadium and molybdenum? And there was a correlation between the foods that have vanadium and molybdenum and enlarged heart, enlarged spleen. A person has leukemia. Not everyone who has leukemia has an enlarged spleen. But the one who consumes brown sugar and eats brown bread is the one who is going to have an enlarged spleen. There was a correlation. After doing my research, I said, okay, now I have reason to do things differently. So I created a portfolio. A portfolio is a treatment package. When you are treating somebody who has an enlarged prostate, you advise the person to stay away from brown sugar or brown bread. And if the person tells he or she is constipated, yeah, definitely only men have a large prostate. If the, if the man says he's constipated, just like Dr. Wanek said, you see, focus on elastin, how to produce elastin. That's the best way to solve this problem. So instead of just going with the craze of the day, or oh, uh, eat brown bread, or eat, uh, eat brown sugar, you have to go to the lab and deconstruct what is in it and what is causing sickness, a certain kind of sickness called hyperplasia, H-Y-P-E-R-P-L-A-S-I-S, hyperplasia, just enlarging, just enlarging, enlarging. I mean, where are the size maintainers? All the size maintainers have broken down. The vanadium and molybdenum is just tearing everything to pieces, including the size maintenance and allowing the spleen to just enlarge, the heart to enlarge. So we are doing things differently in symptometry. We are not only using science, we are also using science to guide people so that they stop making mistakes. So this is what we are doing. So. This is just a little addition that I will have to add to what Dr. Wanek said brilliantly. That's it. I love it when that happens. Hoo-wee. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, wait, wait a minute. Dr. Abbott is too quiet over there. Dr. Abbott, are you, 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 you've been over there in the cut, and I got all this uh, rocket fuel we got around here, around these open flames. I need to hear something out of you before we before I open up the lines and take some questions tonight. Well, I, you know, I'd like to say that both uh, Dr. Nardi and Dr. Weinick have covered it, you know, very, very well. And, you know, one of the things that I'd like to add is, is that the vanadium and the molybdenum that Dr. Nardi spoke of are not part of the 26 elements that are that that are comprised of the, that the human human body is comprised of. So this is another part of how, like Dr. Nadi said, the tissue does not need it. So again, um 
with the, the brown bread and the brown rice, they have a outside mechanism, as they call it, the testa, which is uh, very tough, which protects the 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 wheat or the or the rice from the elements or from birds or bugs and things of that nature. So when it actually goes into the body, it's insoluble. So then, being that we are comprised of 75 trillion cells, this, this basically is like trash or I call it floating debris, as you see, like driftwood floating down the, the rivers and things of that nature. So it, it, it finds places to latch on to, places to block. It blocks oxygen, and this is where we get signals what what is called symptoms for us, and and this is how, as Dr. Nagy said, hypoplasia and some of these other things start to to happen. So I'm just in agreement with everything that has been said so far. That that example of the debris floating down the river, dirty blood syndrome is. is, is I, I, I I like that imagery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could I I wanted to ask all three of the panelists, uh, especially for because I know so many women who have embraced a vegetarian diet and 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 eat a lot of brown rice or black rice, does this contribute to um fibroids? Because I know so many women who are having a fibroid issue and uh I guess I would like to ask Dr. Wynett, since she's my guest, you know, and let, and let the ladies go first. Does this have any um, contributions to the growth of fibroids in women, Dr. Wynick, or, or and after you, Dr. Adler, Dr. Dr. Nardi? Essentially, when um, nutrients are consumed, that the cells cannot use to make strong tissues. Uh, and fiber or collagen is just the technical term. So it means um, strength in the supporting structures in the uterus, in the pelvic floor that supports the uterus and the bladder, um, in the muscle cells, as Dr. Nardi was saying, that, that maintain the opening diameter of the intestinal tract. Plant fiber... Uh, plant fiber, cellulose, is not human collagen. We cannot, we don't have the ability in the human cell to digest plant cellulose. Plant fiber is for plants. It doesn't nourish human cells. And if we're taking in plant fiber, especially raw plant fiber, we're not taking in the right types of nutrients to support strength in the fiber structures of our body, the uterus being one of those. So, yes, um, strong fiber cannot be made with plant fiber. It's just not going to happen. And just another comment, too, on the molybdenum and and vanadium, the the heavy metals that Dr. Pauling um, mentioned uh, were not necessary in the human body people have to be really careful, too, because many multivitamin and mineral supplements definitely have molybdenum in them. 
Uh, vanadium is one of those things that a lot of people have recognized are not um, um, uh, advantageous, but there's molybdenum present in uh, many multivitamins. So it's not just coming from the, the, the foods uh, that are being consumed, but also from the supplements, uh, the supplements that are being sold and consumed uh, worldwide. Uh, Dr. Abbott or Dr. Nardi, would you like to add on to that? And, and, and that was brilliant. We will be sampling that and putting that behind some music. <laughs> yeah, um, what I would like to add is um, that, uh, anyway, Dr. Wanek, thank you for bringing these uh, multivitamins because uh, you go to the stores right now and uh, uh, and you see these multivitamins and multivinerals that have molyb uh, vanadium and molybdenum. And uh, in pregnancy management, I have taken um, all uh, the women for whom I'm doing pregnancy management, I've taken them off all these uh, multivitamins and multiminerals, and they are all taking um, uh, pyridoxal 1, 2, 3, 4, and uh, they, 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 are, they, are, they are seeing the result. Because I'm tired of women who take uh, multivitamins, and then... The children, I mean, the, the baby still develops uh, spina bifida. You see, mm -hmm. something is blocking nutrients from going into the cells, uh, the cells of the of the of the, of the vertebrae. Something is blocking it. What is that? And it has not dawned on them that the 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 the, the, the supplements they are giving to pregnant women is is one of the major causes of these problems. So they are benefiting uh, the women in the symptomatic pregnancy management program. They are benefiting immensely from pyridoxal one, two, three, four. So this is this is what um, I would like to thank you for. I mean, uh, for for adding to to uh, the discussion. As far as fibros are concerned, there was something that I've discovered. So I've discovered that only women who have weak uterine fiber develop fibroids. So what, make, what makes them to develop a weak uterine fiber? The fibers that twist and turn into uh, lumps and small, small tumors or sometimes big, big tumors like uh, grapefruit. Uh, what causes that? I discovered that women who eat corn, are more susceptible women who have weak fiber and eat corn are more susceptible to fibroids than women who have weak fiber but do not eat corn. So this is one of my observations. And when I give them the particulate for fibroids and I ask them to stay away from corn, apricot, and all that, I mean, if, if they buy the downside of nutrition, they will see the uh, foods that have cyanide or the items that have cyanide and they stay away from them, the fibros begin to shrink. Fibros begin to shrink. So since curing is proven, is our lodestar, is our guiding principle in symptometry, we have found the root cause of fibroids. Weak fiber that is compounded 
by eating foods that have cyanide. Thank you. <laughs> and Ooh, you know, rocket fuel. Yes. You know, to speak of um, the foods that have cyanide, and these are, are foods that are very common that you, you go into the grocery stores or the nutrition stores or some of the, you know, health food stores, and they're, you know, they're up there shining and looking very appetizing. You know, it makes you want to bite into one and, you know, buy buy one and take it home with you. But to know those dangers, uh, the downside of nutrition explains that so well. You know, the explanation in there in regards to that, especially nuts and, you know, lima beans and things of that nature. Ooh, we this has been another classic. I gotta get ready to open up the lines. Ah, also, we've only got nine minutes before the after party. I do not know uh, how many questions we got so far. We only have two hands raised, so I'm just gonna we're gonna just take the questions that we have tonight, and then we're gonna go ahead and just get ready for next month's show. Oh, let me go ahead and give everybody a preview. Uh, and Dr. Dr. Weinick, I want to invite you back here in front of the audience. Um, if you are available, but next week's show will be, this is a big one too, um, it's going to be on ice, I-C-E, because everybody wants to drink iced tea, everybody wants to put ice in their water, and it's such a, and sometimes it's the simple things, I call this Operation Mustache, Dr. Wine, it's right up under your nose, and you're not aware of, you know, these things that we're doing to ourselves, because you know, for some reason, the refrigerator just can't keep it cold enough. I just got to have some ice in it. And just yesterday, there was a young, she was a young lady who was a receptionist in a lawyer's office. And you would say, oh, she may be intelligent. She's with the lawyers. Well, the lawyers don't know anything about health care. And she had a big cup of ice, and she was just, I mean, a big gulp. It wasn't no fluid in it. It was no water, no soda. It was a, the biggest cup of ice, and she was just eating it. And I was like, Oh my! And she says, um, "I said, um, how long you been doing that?" And she just looked. Her eyes kind of went down, and then she, and then she looked at the other receptionist, and she says, "Well, I'm doing much better." I said, "What do you mean?" She says, "I'm only." She says, "I'm only." She said, "Now I'm down to just maybe one and a half cup a day." She said, "Yes, she is. She used to just fill up almost every hour." And then I, so I got quiet because. I don't want to be the food police, Dr. Nardi. <laughs> and guess what Guess what she said, Dr. Abbott? Guess what she said? What's that, Coach? She says, I'm anemic. There you oh. go. I knew it. That's what I, was I knew it. I knew it. I, I, said, I said, I know. Now, I'm a rookie. I'm the rookie on the team now. I'm, I'm the rookie on the team, and I said, I know. And so I had to get in front of her and I had to talk to her. You know my entryway, Dr. Uh, Dr. Uh, Weinick, I asked her what her birthday was, and she's May 15th. So I'm May 17th, so she's my, so she's my kindred. So I had, to, I had to come in real easy on her. I said, okay, what's my earth sign? She loves things in her mouth. She's the Taurus and the taste. So I said, let me find a way to come in real easy at her. And so I... Um, I did an eighth-place method and determined a rising sign. We came in on a personality. We made a good connection, and I said, hey, please, 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 
just ease back on this because it's going to start causing cerebral anemia, and you need more iron. So mm. I gave her Dr. Abbott's phone number. I gave her the cards. I really hope this young lady is listening to the show tonight or she catches the download. But I told her next month I was going to do the whole show for her and all my other ice eaters because I know so many young ladies who are, I mean, they just get on that ice. Woo-hoo-hoo. So all three of you, if you're coming back next month, that's our topic. We're going to be talking about the ice. Now, don't call in everybody tonight and say, what's wrong with ice? Why can't I eat it? <laughs> next month, next month, next show, we're going to be talking about ice. But tonight, if you do have a question or a comment about anything that you've heard tonight for anyone on the panel, please call in 347-205-9089, 347-205-9089. I see you, Cherokee. Cherokee waits on this. I saw as soon as I said it, I, I, I saw him press one. Um, I got a couple of people in front of you, though. Those of you in the in the chat room, um, if you want to continue and listen to the rest of the show, because it's going to stop streaming in four minutes. Uh, even if we only go over two or three minutes, you want to catch each and every part of this. So please call in, 347-205-9089. I may not be able to make the announcement again. And just press 1 if you have a comment or question. And um, if you do come on, you know, please thank all my panel members for uh, joining us, you know, and be sincere in your thoughts. But if you do have some questions and if you got some facts and you want to contribute, because we, we love it. We love it when people come in and, you know, offer things for their own creativity and their own research. So I'm going to go to the call lines now. Uh, caller from the 678. We really appreciate you calling in. It's awesome, baby. Your microphone is wide open. What's your name and where you calling from? Hello, caller from the 678386. Hello? All right. It looks like an accidental one. Let's move on to the next one. Caller from the 917526. It's awesome, baby. Your microphone is um, wide open. Thanks for calling in tonight. Can I have your name and where you're calling from, please? Uh, my name is Lisa Vonis Brown, and I'm calling from Greensboro, North Carolina. Lisa Greensboro. Um, I just want to comment real quick. Um, I have to say that this is awesome. Um, my mother told me about you guys. She's currently studying in your school, and um, um, it, it's. It's upsetting to me because I'm a food lover, and everything that you said tonight is spiritually hit me. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me let me just tell you, um, I'm also a Taurus, April 23rd. Oh, anyway, oh. but um, I uh, recently, well, not recently, about three years ago, um, I became vegan. Um, I don't do doctors. I'm holistic. I have five children of my own. I don't do over-the-counter pills. <laughs> So um, you kind of touched on everything tonight. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, I listened to my Internet doctors. Um, so here was a couple <laughs> of things that <laughs> I, um, I, uh, I I said, okay, obviously, God, I have to hear this tonight to um, understand, um, you know, because mama's advice sometimes is just, you know, above. And I'm like, okay, let me call in. But, mommy, you're listening. I love you. Anyway. Um, uh, yeah. My first question is, I need to know where the conference will be or if there's a price for the conference here in Greensboro because I definitely want to attend. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, we will have that information available for you um, by the end of this week. Um, but it, it um, 
it will, we'll have that information by the end of this week, but it will be right here in Greensboro, and um, all you have to do is contact contact me at 336-456-9183. Um, we're also um, have, we'll, we'll be uh, publicizing it um, very soon in the next uh, um, publication of the Natural Triad as well, so that information will be coming shortly. Wonderful. Um, my next question would be, because um, you guys had mentioned earlier um, about the colon, um, I have had um, on and off issues with my, well, not issue. well, yeah, it would be an issue. Um, there are some times where um, there would be a little bleeding, not heavy, but like spotting. Um, would that be because of the fact that I'm not having healthy bowel movements? I mean, because there are times where um, I'm I'm not pushing too much, but because of the fact I've had four C-sections and I've, I'm very, very much, um, <laughs> um, I think they definitely mess with something. Um, I have not been the same since my first one. So um, what would be the cause of something like that? I mean, is there, you know, different variations or it's just the fact that I do need to update or increase my elastin? Well, what 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 do you eat now? What is your diet? Um, well, now? since my mom told me about symptometry, I have not been eating just vegan. <laughs> um, I was definitely very heavy on the uh, whole grain uh, health food fanatic thing going on, uh, but now I'm um, I'm going back to the white rice, the white rice, um, and I, yes, I do have an issue that is bleached. But <laughs> um, my my. White basmati rice is White the most basmati scientific. Rice. Yeah. Okay. 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 So, so then it's just like if you've been a vegan for so many years and you've been eating whole grains and 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 brown bread and things of that nature, you still have to be ionized as well, so that these these hindrances that are on your that's on your DNA, we can actually it can be ionized and new tissue can be grown and the cells will actually start to get oxygen so that they can function the way that they need to. So that's that's one of the first and foremost things. But if you do follow a healthy diet, which we recommend in Syntometry, a healthy scientific diet, and use the information that, that we have, then you will find that you're... That you're that your colon will get healthier and things will start to uh, repair themselves. Okay. All righty. Thank you. Thank you so much. I do appreciate everyone on the line for all the information. Dr. Warnick, I will be in contact. <laughs> Peace and blessings, everyone. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Um, is she still there or she's listening? Oh, yeah, she's still there. Yeah. I got a mic open. Go ahead, Dr. Marty. Okay. One thing I've observed with, with regard to um, rectal bleeding or colon bleeding is sometimes when the colon so when the colon is anemic, uh, there is always a tendency to bleed also from that area. And two, um, we have small um, bulbs of hemorrhoids uh, that uh, that tend to burst from time to time. So 
if ionization has to be done, we, we have to we'll give her the particulate that helps the, 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 the four colons and the sigmoid to renew themselves. So uh, that, that's the best way to solve this problem because if the red blood cells reach the colon and they cannot be sustained for too long, they will rupture, they will burst, and this will cause uh, rectal bleeding or colon bleeding. Uh, sometimes you may go, you may, you may have colonoscopy, and they will not find any polyps, they will not find any abnormal growths, nothing, but just the colon is anemic. And one thing I've observed too is that when you are not able to uh, attach hemoglobin to the red blood cells in certain parts of the body, you tend to bleed from that area. So mm -hmm. the, best, the best solution is tissue renewal. You have to renew the tissue in that area, and the problem will be solved. Mm. Thank you. Thank you, doctor. You're welcome. And the hits just keep on coming. I had I was out of position for my for my sound effects, but it don't take long for me to get back. It's awesome, baby. And the hits just keep on coming. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, next caller, you're calling in from the 646-938. We appreciate you for calling it's in tonight. Awesome, baby. Can we get your hey, name Ty, where you're calling from, please? Hi, this is uh, this is Sari calling from uh, Ellenwood, Georgia, via Greensboro, on, North Carolina. Absolutely, absolutely. The History Club of Black Wednesdays is in the building. What's up? What's up? Um, oh, good. How are you feeling tonight? I'm feeling pretty good. But yeah, I was calling yeah, because I want <laughs> I was calling to ask about uh plastics. I know y'all was talking about internet doctors and information all over the internet, so I was calling to I guess run it by you guys and see what do you uh what do you think about plastics? and whether or not they are carcinogenic and how do they affect our health. So I just wanted to get, like, a feedback from you guys since most of the information I get about it or I have gotten has been off of, you know, the Internet. No, don't feel, don't feel, don't feel guilty by going to the Internet because, um, honestly, um, you don't have access to the science books that we have, you see. So uh, what did these Wikipedia researchers do? You know, they, they read a few of these uh, books, and then they jazzed up some information, and then they went on the Internet. And they, I use the word jazzed uh, uh, um, advisedly because um, I, got, I got something from um the ion ion inhibitor group and i tested them and i knew something about certain crops how they inhibit the attachment of ion to hemoglobin in, in order to cause anemia but on their paper which i also verified chromatographically they did not have this crop but 
when I went on the internet, I saw that crop on the internet, and then I compared and contrasted the, the, the information I obtained from the internet with the original information that was that was dished out by this company, there was a mismatch. There was a contradiction. Somebody added an item that was not supposed to be there. That is not in the original document. That's why I use the word jazzed. They jazzed it up. So it depends on your source. You have to be very careful. That's why we talk about internet. We are not we are not casting aspersions on internet doctors and all that. We are not doing that. All we are saying is be very, very careful. Even though, even if you obtain it from the internet, still double check your references or your information with credible sources. Today, you have symptometrists. All you have to do is pick up your phone and call a symptometrist and do that. As far as plastics are concerned, you have to study the science of plastics. Plastics are made of what? They are made of resins. And they have vinyl chloride. So if you have water that has potassium chloride in it and is stored in a plastic container, when you drink it, you feel a nasty taste on your tongue. I would recommend that you should not drink this water. It has potassium chloride and it's going to it's going to make the vanilla chloride in the, the, the container to begin to melt, to begin to dissolve. That is not good. I cannot mention the name of the companies. That's why when I travel I know I only drink the water from certain companies. If I don't, if I don't have H twelve O six, if I don't have uh, Vortex water, I will, I know that there are two waters that I'm going to drink. If I don't see these waters where I'm going, I better starve before I come back to Chicago. That's it. That's the only way I can preserve my own life. Plastics in microwaves. Be very, very, very careful. The microwave does not have the microwave has short waves and they penetrate plastic very easily and styrofoam also very easily. Vanilla chloride will migrate into your food if you heat your food, if you place your food in a plastic bowl and heat it in a microwave. That would be a big, big mistake. You don't do that. Always place your food in glass or in chinaware before you place it in the microwave. Never use plastic. So this is only what I wanted to advise you about plastic because they cause tumors, brain tumor, tumor in the spine, tumor in the liver, tumor here, tumor there. The question is, this tumor was not, was not there three years ago. It was not there eight years ago. The microwave has its advantages and disadvantages. What we in symptometry do is we use science to guide you 
in how to use the microwave properly. And if you want to buy bottled water, taste it. If potassium chloride is mixing with vinyl chloride, the water will have a different taste. And this may predispose you to tumors. So let us stop having tumors and give surgeons reason to operate on people. Thank you. Thanks so much. Uh, that was great information. Uh, I also, I guess, because you brought it up, uh, I always uh, avoid using the microwave. And, <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't really, I don't really have uh, any, like, I can't give you any, like, scientific, you know, study or anything of that nature to kind of back up my decision not to use the microwave. It was more of an intuitive uh choice that I made, but uh, again, you just mentioned that, you know, you use, you know, centimeters use science and, you know, there's, there's benefits to using a microwave as as well as disadvantages. So, um, before I go, I would love for you to elaborate on that, and I just, also I wanted to say, you know, thanks a lot, Kair, for having a show every Tuesday, and uh, Dr. Nardi, Dr. Abbott, for uh you know blessing us with the information is really appreciated and uh keep it going. Uh, I think you forgot one doctor, Doctor Wanek is also on the panel. Yeah. Doctor <laughs> Wanek. That's right, that's right, yeah. Thanks so yeah. much. I this information I didn't mean to leave you out. I just I'm not as familiar because I haven't been uh I kind of been out of the loop for a little while so I'm just getting back into it. And uh, I appreciate the information, you know, you was able to give as well. And, you know, I just want to encourage you guys to keep doing it because I know you're saying that there's people who are, not, uh, who are not willing, but, you know, it's important to those who are willing. So just keep doing your thing. Thank you. Thank you. As far as the microwave is concerned, let's go back a little bit. Um, if I don't know whether you have a girlfriend or whether she's pregnant or you have a wife, whether she's pregnant or not, but, a pregnant woman should never stand in front of a microwave. Never, 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 never. Because there are too many children who have been born with a tumor in the kidney. The kidney is very, very sensitive. Very, very sensitive. And please don't stand in front of a microwave. And um, since you don't have a microwave, since you don't have a microwave, I would recommend very strongly that, uh, well, you stay without a microwave. But sometimes, too, if there's a need for you, based on the scientific information that you just got, you want to buy a microwave, know how to use it. Know how to use it. And the third thing I would like to say about microwave is a microwave is just like hair dryer. You never use a hairdryer that is three years old. You never, never, never do that. So microwave that is more than four years old, I am sorry. Put it in the, into the dumpster. Don't use microwave that is more than four years old. And what is worse is microwave that is more than four years old that is uh, operated near the kitchen sink. 
is very, very dangerous. Never set your microwave near the kitchen sink. Please don't do that. Because the microwave, the radiation from the microwave are very, very dangerous in that location. So that's the additional information. So you are not, you don't have a microwave at home, fine. But those who have a microwave could also benefit from this uh, discussion. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a jewel right there, Dr. Weininger, Dr. Abbott. Did you want to add on to any of that before I go to the next caller? No, I don't have anything specific. All right. Appreciate that, sir. It's awesome, baby! Also, this is the brother who uh, was poking me in my side about creating the... uh, He was the first brother in Atlanta. I got a lot of urges from outside of Atlanta. When y'all going to start a community? When y'all going to start a book club? And this brother called me last week. And... um, we're getting ready to get something started. I'm over here on Meetup right now typing in the uh, description. So uh, after the show, if you listen to the download, you can just go to Meetup and type in uh, the Symptometry Book Club of Atlanta. The Symptometry Book Club of Atlanta. And I'm also challenging everyone who's out here listening to start your own book club on Meetup. It doesn't cost a dime. Have one meeting a month. You know, order some books. Order the downside of nutrition. Order um, what to consume. Take some initiative. We're looking for some pe- we're looking for some chapters to get sprung up. Go to symptometrybooks.com, order a book, order a package. Don't share your book with people. Let them look at it when you get to the book meeting, but make them get their own book. Because these books get legs and they don't come back, or they stay over at people's houses for months and things like that. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm not ordering a, a fourth copy of Downside of Nutrition. I'm sorry. <laughs> gonna have to get your own and uh no you can't just keep making it off my book so that's 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 what i'm advising that's what i'm challenging everyone who's live tonight if you're in atlanta uh, we're going to be meeting at the um central library in atlanta uh surrey get your get your library card because i'm gonna uh, make you the uh, president or vice president or head something make you the hnic or something over there because that's one of the youth dr nardi and I believe that the future is in the youth. I've been working with this brother yeah, since, he, mm-hmm. since, since, since he was in college, you know what I mean? And I'm pushing him to get his Ph.D. So since he wants to do that, you know, I've uh, been steering him and trying to offer him some good advice. Don't be like Kair. Be better than Kair because I'm a hot mess at times. So <laughs> um, all that's coming up. So please, everybody, be on the lookout for the, the Symptometry Book Club of Atlanta. And we could all, like, stay in unison and you could call yours the Symptometry Book Club of Denver, the Symptometry Book Club of Miami, the Symptometry Book Club of Toronto. It doesn't matter where you're at, but start a Symptometry Book Club. Let's just get the buzz growing. 2013 should be a year of people learning more about the best. This is the best healthcare you've never heard of. That's what I love calling. This is the best healthcare you've never heard of. So thanks a lot, sir, for joining the show. Let me get to my next caller. Caller from the 815. Thank you so much for joining the show. It's awesome, baby. Can I get your name? Oh, where are you hello? calling from, please? Yes. How can I? Yes. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, my name is Gina, and I'm calling from Joliet, Illinois. I was just listening. I had just tuned in and just really um, 
you know, kind of, um, you know, taking it all in about the plastics and the microwave oven and everything. So I just really appreciate the information. I didn't really have any questions. I'm just still kind of, you know, taking it in and stuff. And um, you do this every Wednesday? I mean, Tuesday? Uh, we used to. <laughs> we have 44 shows uh, on some tometry books. Like 2012, we went okay. nine months straight. Okay. And we got 44 shows. But now we're doing the last Tuesday of the month. And um, okay. because Dr. Nardi is so swamped now, uh, we are in negotiations, and, we, and, and we're thinking about going to two shows a month, but I don't know yet. So that's not permanent. Okay. It's something that we're thinking about. But uh, you definitely, we have plenty. If you just want to listen to one show um, per week, we got 44 of them over there for you, hot ones, too. Any topic you want okay. to talk about, women's health care, marijuana, cancer, uh, citric acid, brain aneurysms, dreams, blood moving at the speed of light. If you name it, we got it. And if it's not over there and you want to hear about it, please just leave me a note in the comment section over there in your name and your email address, and it will be up. Because if you were listening earlier, I saw a young lady eating a cup of ice, and we're doing a whole show on ice next <laughs> month. Okay, yeah, I just tuned in, so it's kind of late. I'll go back in the archives. But I really do appreciate what I heard so far, and thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for joining in tonight. We appreciate it. This is a dream come true. Next caller, we got another 111 caller calling in. It's awesome, baby. Your microphone is wide open. Uh, Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Lolo. Lolo. This is Lolo? Yeah, you can say Lola, Lolo. It doesn't matter. All right. How are you doing tonight, Lola? I'm okay. How are where you? Where are you calling from tonight? I'm blessed by the best. That's good in Tennessee. All right, thank you. Do you have a comment or question right. or some feedback for, for our guest? Mm-hmm. I, well, I just heard him say something, and you know, he was talking about microwaves. He said that they're very dangerous while while they sit on the cabinet by the, I guess on top. He said on the cabinet. I thought I, I may have misunderstood him. Kitchen counter, kitchen counter, kitchen counter. You say what now? Oh, when you set your microphone on the kitchen counter. Oh, okay. But why is it so dangerous there? No, kitchen counter near the sink. Yeah, near the sink. Yeah, why is that, that so dangerous? Yeah, near near the sink because you, when when you, when you turn on when you turn on the tap when you turn on your faucet mm-hmm. and the microwave is operating you oh, have cross yes you have cross currents going through you have cross currents and these cross currents go in various directions and affect don't forget that microwave sends rays sends rays that good that shoot up two feet and two feet and this is why i said a, a pregnant woman should not stand in front of a microwave so when you turn on the faucet and you have the you have water running don't forget there is electricity in water you have electrons in water yes so as the as the as it is running and the microwave is also operating you are going to have cross currents Okay. And these cross currents are very, very dangerous. It's just like cross currents underwater. Mm. 
the same thing. They will sweep you away, mm-hmm. and they will never, they will, they will never find you. By the time you realize, your the, the the corpse is around two miles, three miles away, somewhere dumped somewhere. This is wow. that's how cross currents are very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's why it is not recommended to okay. uh, uh, to 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 set up your microwave near the sink. Because I mean, you may not be there when your son or when your husband or when your or when somebody in the family who is not knowledgeable about the use of microwave near the sink will just turn on the faucet, right? And then and then and then and then uh, hit something also in the microwave, rice or something also in the microwave at the same time. I mean, someone someone has to wash the dirty hands. The, the person who just came from outside. And he wants to wash the hands in the kitchen sink, and the microwave is, is also is also operating. Are you going to no. tell the person, or you are not you will not be there? Maybe you are in the bathroom somewhere, and then this what happened, you know? So that's not good. Yeah. And the human body, the human body is made of the foundation of the human body is electricity. Okay. The nerves are always transmitting impulses, and all these impulses are electrics. Electricity. The human body has an electric grid. The human body has an electric grid, and when these cross currents begin to penetrate the electromagnetic field of the person who is standing there, health will be interrupted. There will be something that is happening, and the cells don't like that. They want the electromagnetic wave or field to be intact. No cross currents should come in to disturb it. Interesting. That's very good information. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I have something else to ask you if it's okay. Oh, yeah. I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, oh, okay. we, there, are three of, there are three of us here, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, I have a problem. I am eating, 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 and I usually don't do that. But I have been eating so much lately just to be eating, and I'm not hungry. And I know that it's emotional eating, but what can you do? No, no, no. That is that oh, is that is, is very that is that that is that is that is uh, that is very simple. Uh, there will yeah. be, sounds there like it's simple now. <laughs> Sounds like because I'm very health conscious now. I am very health conscious, and I know better than this. I know better than this, but I it's like it's so uncontrollable, and I love junk. You okay, know, but I usually don't eat meat. See, no, no, no. You you don't understand. I I have been just eating, eating constantly. It's almost like I got to have it, and I'm not hungry at all. And this. I'm a very conscious person. I'm mm-hmm. a health conscious person, but yet I am eating constantly. I mean, I found I find anything in my kitchen, you know, and I don't have very much, but whatever I find, I want it, you know. And so, okay, it's, it's all uh, feeling. Yeah, understand, understand. So you have to get up in the middle of the night to raid your refrigerator, right? Well, I I don't get up in the middle of the night. I have it next to me. <laughs> 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 I 
moving to the bedroom. She said, I ain't going to I got it right here. And I can feel the weight coming on me, too, and still it's almost like, I said, oh, God, I just wanted to go away. And I know it's emotional eating. I do mm-hmm. have some issues going on, but I know it's emo- – I want it to stop, though. What What is it that I can put in my mouth that can stop it? Okay. There, there, there are two things. One, there is a particulate that is made from oil, and two, we have carbonate BX. So I, what one thing I would advise you to do is call Dr. Warnick or call Dr. Abbott, um, uh, so that uh, so that you receive this 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 treatment, uh, your your stomach lining needs some help. There you have too yes. much clutter. You have too what? much clutter in your stomach on your stomach I, lining. You have you have to scrape all this off. Scrape everything off. I, I have too much what? <laughs> you have too much clutter. C L U C L U T T E R. Yes, you have too much clutter over there. You have to brush everything out. But unfortunately. Oh. You can't you can't take out the stomach and brush it off, so you have to take some particulates, and then you have to take a, a EPA, and that is in a, in a, in an oil yeah special oil capsule that uh, is available in at symptometry, and then uh, that's why I said call Doctor Wanek or call Doctor Abbott, and then uh, they will, you'll be taken care of. That's why I said it's very easy. This that is no problem at all. Okay, wait a minute. I want to make sure that I understand. You say EPA. It's EPA, but you see, here is the problem. Here is the problem. Oh, uh, EPA. Is it clear now? Is it better? Okay, let's let's hear you one more time. Go ahead. EPA. Don't listen to people who are who extract EPA and then sell it separately. EPA must be combined with other essentials in the oil. So we have what what you need in the right combination so that it will be given to you at the right frequency. Okay. That's why I say please call Dr. Abbott or call Dr. Wanek. I should understand that, but I'm sorry. Please accept my apologies. There is, there is, no, not only that. I think there, there is something. There is some echo. Right? I, I, I'm hearing something. Yeah, it, my, it is. Yes, yes, there, there are. There's something. There's something interfering with. Uh huh. Okay. What I'm what what I'm saying is, is Eicosa pantheonic acid EPA. Okay, I so got this that. So this this is what you need, mm-hmm. but. You need it also in the subatomic form so that it will be able to scrape off the junk that is mm-hmm. on your stomach lining. Oh, I see. Okay. So what you have to do is you call Dr. Abbott or you call Dr. Wanek, and mm-hmm. they will send you, they will, they, you have to contact them, and then there are some particulates, subatomic particles that will help you to do that. And then in addition to that, they will give you the special um, uh, oil capsule that that contains uh, EPA and six other oil essentials that will mm-hmm. help you to heal because your stomach, uh, excuse my French, is messed up. Okay. It's messed up. What French did you use? Pardon? 
you said excuse my French, and I didn't hear. I don't know. You didn't. <laughs> well, I, I don't speak French now, so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I actually get a cleansing. I do a cleansing. I no, 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 no. The, uh, the, the, cleansing, the cleansing that you are doing, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, that, that, that is not cleansing at the cellular level. I'm sorry. That is oh, cleansing okay. at, the, at the molecular level. You have to go okay. to the cellular level and then give the raw materials to the cells so that the cells will produce the essentials that will do the cleansing. Where can I now? You say, see, I don't. Okay, you tell me how I can get this again. Uh, you, you, you. Oh, I, I said call call Doctor Abbott or oh. call Doctor Wanek. These are call these me. are two symptomatists. They they are they are here with us. They can give you their phone numbers. Okay, give me the phone number. Okay. Because I'm gonna need this. I'm telling. It's horrible. All right. If this is Dr. Abbott. I'm at 336-456-9183. Yes, and then you can get Dr. Wanek's number. And this is okay. Dr. Wanek. Uh, my number is 336-545-1070. Three, three, and also, you said 1020. No, 10-20. 1020. Okay. And just to add a comment, generally speaking, when um, you're eating emotionally or eating when you're not hungry, eating for no specific reason, uh, the cells are not able to muster enough energy even to process the food you're eating. So, okay. what Dr. Nardi is talking about, taking the special oil pills, also helps to support your system to ultimately rebuild so that there's more energy that the cells have to extract the energy from the food you're eating so then you won't be eating uh, emotionally for no reason. And and the fact that you gain the weight with the eating is you're not able to process and um, fully extract the energy from the food. Okay. Wow. Okay, I will be calling you guys uh, sometime this week, uh, perhaps tomorrow. Because I really want to stop this. I mean, tonight has been horrible for me. Okay, we'll be waiting. <laughs> huh? They, they, I say, okay, they will be waiting for your call. Y'all don't make fun of me, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. We, we we don't make fun of people. No, 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 I know, no. No, no, no. This helps me because I'm I'm sort of lonely tonight, so it's it's helping me just to even communicate with you guys. So, oh, okay, uh, okay. If you want to make a little joke, me. that's fine. I mean, I laugh with you. Excellent. Oh well. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of questions if y'all don't have no, nobody else asking. asking. No, go ahead. I don't know. Right? It's Coach Kair. That's this is show. <laughs> I do have uh, I, I do have um, a few more uh, people who are calling in. Stay on the line and let me get them, and then if we have time, I'll come back to you, okay? Okay. Thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Um, I've been informed. I think somebody is um somebody's trying to ask me 
Somebody's trying to, okay. Woo! Yeah, my, my boss manager is trying to get on the line as well. Then I got two more callers coming on. Uh, let me bring in uh, my internet boss, uh, caller from the 7th. It's awesome, baby! We'd like to make an announcement about the uh, book club groups. Thank you, and good evening, Coach. This is Belle from Symptometry. How is everyone doing tonight? Oh, fine. Thank you. Okay, well, wonderful, and thank you for joining us um, as well, Dr. Nardi, uh, Dr. Wanick. It's a pleasure to have you on the line. Um, it is a quick announcement via the, the book club. Um, you can start up a meetup group for free on meetup.com, but we do not want Syntomedy to turn into a Wikipedia science. So if you want your your book club to um, have take advantage of the promotions and the book deals that we will have, have for our book club members and book club leadership, as well as um, make sure you have a thorough understanding so you are uh, sharing the information correctly with your friends and family and digesting it properly yourself, we invite you to reach me at bell at symptometry.com. I will make up a Facebook flyer because, um, honestly, it's it's spreading like wildfire, and we love the calls we're getting into the office, and we really want people to be um, empowered with this information. I know the American School of Symptometry is having a six-month program uh, coming out this summer uh, to even give more advantages to people who want the knowledge for understanding for themselves without becoming a symptometrist. So all of this is very, very exciting, but we uh, definitely want to make sure that people are getting the information uh, directly from the source and have the best um, available. So people who let us know they're starting a book club at headquarters will also be privy to, you know, any special teleseminars or webinars we do with Dr. Nardi as well as benefits at the live events like the symposium that's coming up in Greensboro. So again, uh, my email is bell, B-E-L-L-E, at symptometry.com. That's S-Y-M as in Mary, P as in Peter, T-O-M-E-T-R-Y. That's all I had, and thanks again, Dr. Wanick, Dr. Abbott, uh, Dr. Narte, and, of course, our gracious host, uh, Coach Kaya. All right, thank you. Okay. You're welcome. Thank you for joining us tonight, too. Appreciate it, appreciate it, appreciate it. Um, all of the people who do leave your information on the, um, that's how I do it. I funnel it, the information that I get from you. If you go through the symptometry books, I'll be forwarding that to headquarters, okay? It won't just be me holding the information for Kair. I'll be getting the information, and I'll be forwarding it to headquarters. So if you want to stay in one central location, you want to put the thing, you want to put your name and your thing on there and says I'm starting a book club. Do that. It will make it to Bell. If you want to send it to Bell through her email, that's fine and dandy as well. All right. Uh, let me get to the next caller. I have caller from the seven one eight six five zero. It's awesome, baby. I can call this wide open. Can I get your name and where you calling from, please? His brother Cherokee calling from the Bronx. How are you tonight, Coach Kyrie? I'm blessed, Brother Cherokee. I'll be up in New York and Brooklyn, baby, on April the 5th, 6th, and 7th. I'm going to be right across the right. center, son, so make sure you see me. We're going to be chopping. We're going to do a book. I'm going to make you start a book club in New York. Be give a, me your number. Before I even get started because I lost my contact, give me give me your your your, um, your other map real quick, folks, tell you. 336-587-1111. Uh, 
1215. You can also reach me at 910-375-WELL, W-E-L-L as in wellness, 910-375-W-E-L-L. I'm available for everyone, not just Cherokee. If you need to call me for some nurturing, you need to call me for some EFT, you need to get your astrological uh, chart done, your natal, and I have broken the code on relationships. I'm, I'm not even going to go into that, but I've broken the code for all of you monogamous and polygamous. We're going we're gonna, to uh, astrologize. Yeah. If that's something that you can even fathom right here, but Brother Cherokee, I'm going uh, to let you get your question in, and I got one more person behind you. All right. Um, I want to kind of get back to what the topic was somewhat. Um, and I know before we've talked about it on um, other shows, but just for those that may be new to the show or, you know, um, don't remember or have the information about this, um, I wanted to ask about the um, – I know the white basmati rice is the best choice, but just for the sake of variety, um, for those of us that find that even 45 foods, you feel like it's not enough food. I mean, like you're going to eat 45 foods at one night. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're like 45 hey, foods. Yo. Like what you going to eat, 45 foods in one night? What you angry for? Because you eat a bag of 60. <laughs> because they used to eat a bag of, a bag of M&Ms with like 60 M&Ms in it. So now they're down to 45 foods, you know, the brain is. But uh, anyway. I wanted to ask about the quinoa and the brown basmati rice. Because I know before, Dr. Nadia, I've heard you speak of um, seeds and nuts in general, but as we know, with symptometry, it's all about the preparation um, a lot of times. So if you could um, speak on the, 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 since we're talking about, you know, brown food, I know the basmati, the brown one is not as good as the white one. But is that one still all right to consume? And um, most of the time, the quinoa that I that I come in contact with is brown. So I want to know if there's like another, is there a white quinoa, or maybe the red one is better to consume if you're going to consume quinoa. So yeah, anyone, thank in- you. Okay, um, there were there were some 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 Thai some Thai scientists who who brought in uh, various um, uh, species of uh, quinoa, you know, and um, the, um, why many people like uh, quinoa is because uh, it's very difficult for crossbreeding. Uh, it's very difficult to, um, for, for scientists to do some uh, genetic modification on quinoa. That's why many people like it. Yes, that's why many people like it. Um, if you if you go to Los if you go to Los Banos in uh, in the Fili- in the Philippines, the International Research Institute in the in the Philippines, um, they find that this this scientists find it very very difficult to to um, to, to, to to genetically modify uh, the genes of uh, of quinoa. Uh, but the only problem with quinoa is that it doesn't have too much nitrogen, but it has to, it, but it has too much starch. So it's in the 50-50 group, you know. So I did not mention it, you know. If if you realize, uh, it took me so many years to come up with these 45 foods, and um, 
I had to base this on various scientific reports, uh, reports including mm-hmm. uh, and th- those from the International Research Institute, Rice Institute in uh, Los Banos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not include quinoa because it's in the 50-50 group. Uh, we need something that has more nitrogen because we tend to lose a lot of nitrogen because of you know we need protein, you know we mm-hmm. need protein. And mm-hmm. but quinoa does not have too much nitrogen and. But mm. it has too much. It has too much. It has more starch, but it does not ah. have as much. It, it does not have as much starch as basmati and uh, as parboiled rice. So I would prefer quinoa to parboiled rice. Parboiled rice is the worst. The worst. The worst because I had this woman uh, from a state very very Hold close on. to Illinois. That's that, that not important. You said the brown. You said the brown quinoa rice. Yes, we have we have we, they, okay. have, they have quinoa quinoa rice. We are, mm-hmm. they have the light brown and deep brown quinoa. You see, mm-hmm. uh, yes, and both all of them all of them share almost the same characteristics. Almost the same characteristics is the the, the percentage between uh, um, light brown and deep brown quinoa is very very is very very minimal. Just about five five percent. So five percent is mm-hmm. negligible. You see. Mm-hmm. So I prefer right. something that has more nitrogen. I prefer mm-hmm. something that has less starch. Uh, you know, more so nitrogen, less starch. So that's why I prefer nitrogen. Oh. is protein building. All right. Okay. Nitrogen is protein building. Uh, hence the nitro, right? To get you powered up. I did. I didn't hear you, please. No, I said, I said, hence the nitro in the word nitrogen. It gets the gene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I see? got you. So, I got mm-hmm. you. so this is why we prefer basmati uh, uh, white rice. That's why we prefer basmati white rice. You know, we want something that is less starchy, uh, that doesn't have too much sugar, you mm-hmm. know, that, uh, that even a diabetic can eat uh, mm-hmm. without, 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 without suffering the consequences. Uh, basically, this, this, these are the criteria. And then oil. You see, we want the kind of oil. Quinoa has, quinoa has, um, um, has uh, uh, what do you call that, uh, uh, saturated oil. You know, we want mm. something that has unsaturated oil. You know, we want something that has unsaturated oil. And don't forget that we have rice milk. We have rice milk, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. The, the, the brown, the brown, the, the brown species, and the black species, the kind of milk that they will give you, believe me, you will not like to, you not like to drink it. So you are mm. better off drinking, you are better off drinking uh, rice milk from, uh, from, from, from the basmati species, you know. I so you me. may, you may look at you rice, you may look. You. I have to call but, you to find out which which species which uh which one that is. I know that I, next time I speak to you, which of these so Yes, I, 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 okay. Thank you very much. You know me very well. You know that I'm not yeah, going to give yeah, it to you on the radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I just have <laughs> one more question, real quick, Doctor. Um, Coach Tanya was speaking earlier with Doctor Wanek, um, and um, she was she was breaking down the um the two grade of I guess electric. Um, electric buildup when you're blending fruits, and specifically you're speaking of um, pineapple and mango. But my question was, I like when I'm at work, I like to, uh, I like to, you know, in the city we have a lot of fruit, fruit like portable fruit parks. 
you know, they sell juices, smoothies, or just uh, fruit salads. And, some, you know, sometimes I like to mix the ones that I've seen that are, you know, um, that are all right to eat. And my question is, is it all right to eat the mix? Like if I eat papaya, mm-hmm. pineapple, and mango or watermelon, is it all right to eat it that way, or is it the same? Is it basically the same effect? Mm-hmm. If I can answer that, it wouldn't be the same effect. It's the blending of all those together mm-hmm. in the blender that stirs up the electrons. When you're eating uh, them, you know, eating them as separate entities in a bowl, it's it's not the same. So right, yeah, it would be fine right. to do that. All right, thank you very much. That's that's basically it for me tonight. Um, it's, it was a, it was a really good show. It's good hearing from all three of you, and I'm gonna look forward to the next shows to come. Okay, thank you. Dr. Naki, I'll talk to you soon. Okay, boy. Okay. Yeah, I'll see you when you go ahead. All right, big brother, peace. It's awesome, baby! And the hits just keep on coming. All right, I think I've got, I think I've got one more in the building. Hold on. Oh, two more. Call up on the 347. Uh, you're, it's awesome, baby! Where you calling from? Three four seven six five nine. Yes. Good evening. This is Laurie from New York. Hi, Laurie. Hi, Hi Laurie. Hi. Uh, um, hi, Laurie. Yeah. That was my daughter, Doctor Nardi, who called with the colon issue. Yeah. Well, I. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, I just wanted to ask uh, Coach Kair. I've been trying to download the the show about this the success particulate, and I'm not able. To do so, I'm wondering if I'm the only one having that problem, or if it could be um, downloaded to the spectrometry books again because I can't seem to access it. Uh, I'm not sure, but what we can do is call me in the morning when you're sitting in front of the computer, and I'll walk you through it. I go back and double check it tonight. I um, I have a <clears throat> I have a late night client after the show. Actually, it was at ten. But uh, I'm going. Uh, I have them to wait till 10:30, and um, what we'll do, I, I say, call me tomorrow around 11, and um, when you're in front of your computer, or sometimes, or like text me before you're getting ready to call me, and just you know let me know you're getting ready to call, and then we'll do it. And then if you can't, <clears throat> if you still can't download it, um, I'll send it from my end because I have the show downloaded, I can, and I can send large files, and I'll send it to one of my transfer programs. Okay. Okay, thank you. And I just wanted to encourage everybody, if you're on the fence, to to get going and join the School of Symptometry. I'm having such a great time and learning some awesome things. So we need those thousands of symptometrists by 2015. So I just wanted to put a shout-out to encourage people to uh, to come and join the school. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Very good. Thanks. That's right. Everybody's ready. That's what we gotta do. We gotta get these people in here. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh next caller from the seven zero four eight oh four. Thanks for calling in tonight. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, Debbie Lowry from Charlotte. North Carolina. Thanks for joining me, Dr. and Coach Kyrie. Thank you, thank you. 
I had a question about the water. What is your view on the alkaline water? Hello? Yes. Um, yeah, I don't know whether somebody, someone would like to, to answer the question. Or... I was uh, speaking with you, speaking to you, doctor. I was asking your um, opinion on the alkaline water. Oh, okay, okay, all right, okay, yeah. Um, because I heard you talking about two types of water that you only drink. So I was asking your opinion on the alkaline water. How do you feel about that? No, alkaline water, alkaline water, I is good, especially if um, if if you are not sick, if you don't have cancer. Um, mm -hmm. Eight point eight point five is 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 good. Um, eight point five is good. Now, if you have acidity, especially too much stomach acidity, I would recommend that you 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 drink nine nine point zero or nine point five, and you stop there. It is only cancer patients who drink uh, something that is higher than uh, uh, higher than which which is ten and above, you know. But uh, apart from this, uh, and even there, for those who have cancer. I don't recommend that they drink it too much because uh, maybe two, 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 two glasses a day will be enough, but they should not drink mm -hmm. six, six or seven glasses. No, they will end up suffering from alkalosis. You know, that is uh, uh, too much, uh, too much uh, uh, hydroxyl ions in the blood, and this, will, this is going to slow down blood, uh, the, mm -hmm. the circ circulation. You see, the, and if blood becomes too thick, this will give physicians the reason to give them uh, uh, aspirin, you know, <laughs> so that they don't have to suffer a stroke. So I would recommend very strongly that um, that uh, if you want to drink alkaline water, you limit you, you limit yourself to uh, 8.5, and and that's it, you know. But uh, if you have a if you have a, a condition, then you have to call a symptomatist to find out how often you have to be drinking uh, this alkaline water. So don't, for, don't forget that there are many hospitals now, especially in the Illinois area, who are uh, serving alkaline water, uh, especially to their cancer patients. You know? So it's very important. But in addition to that, water is not only what you need in order to stay healthy. You need other, <laughs> you need other components also, okay? Okay. And what were the two types of water that you suggest drinking? The bottled water. Well, I, I mentioned I mentioned uh, the vortex water. I mentioned the H two O six. Now these are these are these are pretty rare. But uh, in case you travel for a conference somewhere and these these waters are not available, um, I drink some water, and um, I think you can call me over the air, and I can give them to you. But I will not do that on the radio. Okay, okay. Can I get your number? Oh, yeah. Um, 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 it's 708-691-4977. Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You're welcome. All 
right. Our next caller from the 215-868. Your microphone is wide open. This is a dream come true. Can I get your name away, please? Yes, peace and love. This is Isis calling from New York. Hello, Isis. How are, How are you, you all tonight? Right. I'm, 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 I'm mending. I'm mending. I'm getting better here. Uh, good, the, good, the, good. Bone, the bone is coming back together now. I have to work it, work the hand again. But I'm, okay. I'm on the mend. Uh, I have two questions. The first one, um, earlier when Dr. Wynette was talking about um, the Poland and the bowel movement, I uh, spoke to you um, at, at another time about my granddaughter when she stopped and refused eating. And there's only certain foods that she will eat, and it's still going on right now. But she has, um, I won't say she has a hard time with the bowel movement. She doesn't want to go because her stools are so large that I think they actually are scaring her. So she just doesn't, um, she, it'll be days, and then finally it'll pass. And um, I'm, I'm wondering, uh, not wondering, I would like to ask, in the does she need um, particulates or something because her food, like, she still refuses to eat. I told you she'll eat the jasmine rice. She eats broccoli. She'll eat yam. And um, then the uh, navy beans. But past that, it's like everything else is disgusting to her, and that's what she said. And she's three years old. And she's really having a hard time with having bowel movements. Yeah, I think this is for Dr. Wanek. Is she, is she, is she in the oh, house? Oh, yeah. I'm, I, I, at this point, I think that um, adding particulates to help support um, the elastin in the colon would be very beneficial. If it's hard to get into her, the foods that are going to support that, in addition to the fact that she, you know, has an associated um, enzyme deficit, adding particulates will be very beneficial for her. Okay. Yeah, because um, she just refused. It's food that she, I mean, she just won't eat. Uh, and Dr. Nasia said earlier that she has been, uh, uh, from all the foods that we used to just give her, she ate everything, to now she just refuses yeah, so she's smarter than we are. She's like, nope, won't eat it. Huh. And it also be interesting to note uh, if if you do proceed with a particulate therapy and she starts to and her colon starts to work better, if um, if her food selection changes um, with that, because that often is the case that once the bowels are starting to work uh, more regularly, that there's a different desire for for foods. Okay. That was that's one question. But the other question, um, yes, um, Coach Tyre, on the uh, the downloads, you know, going back on some Thomas books for the archives, um, mine is showing um, playlist era, and I thought it was just mine. And um, I've been, you know, still directing people to the archives, and I don't know if they're having that trouble or they haven't gone there yet, but, like, tonight, nothing came up. You know, I can't, and, and I, can't, I can't play the archives anymore. Okay, now this is on the Symptometry book site? Yes. 
Okay, what you would what you would do now when you come on there, are you are you trying to download it from the Subtometry books or are you clicking on the show? I, well, the show the way it used to be that little uh, cassette tape that doesn't show up at all. So when I just click on the name of the show, it takes me to another site. But when I get to that site, it still won't let it will still won't open up. Okay, when you get to um, so let's say so let's. It's easy. This is a, this is an easy one because they have a um, they have a link right in the middle that says download this episode. You see that link? Um, yeah, it has that one, and it, it, it doesn't go anywhere. It just I used to. Do, I mean, I could do it before, but lately, I mean, I'm saying the last couple of days because I listen uh, to downloads every day, and it just stopped working. Okay, what I want you to do is right-click on that, and then it's going to give you an option that says save this link location. Right? Instead of of clicking it with the left, click it with the right. If you have a PC, right-click it, and it's going to say save this link, and you should be able to do it like that. Okay, okay, because I'm I'm still sending uh, folks to listen to the archives, and I don't want them to get there and say, well, there's nothing working. I gotta have them listening. If it doesn't, if it doesn't play, just tell them to send me a message, and I'll send it to them. I can send, I can send, I can send any show to anybody who wants it, so it's not a problem. Oh. All right, appreciate it. Thank you so much.